Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Football Fignuts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode uh, 26 of season two, 76 total if you're keeping track at home. I'm Cinch. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, a minute. wait, did I just lose my intro here? Well, yes, because winners get intros on this show. And Cinch is here with us this week because he won our home league, de- de- you know, definitively, by the way, just so you know. So winners get intros, Craig. So better luck next year. Is that how it works? Uh, it it works? does now. I mean, it, who did the intro last year when I won? I, we'll have to check the tape. There's a pretty good chance it was either you or me. All right, good, good. Okay. I, I'm here to claim my Stanley Cup-like trophy from um, Craig um, to keep in my house for the next year. Um, uh, that's the wrong championship yeah, um, game. Okay. But we have beer. <laughs> we have beer. Cinch, we, we, have we, beer. we brought a variety of beers today because it's the day after Christmas, and we all need a drink after Christmas. Cinch, what have you got? You, you're first up on the sharing list. You've got a can next to you. What do you got? Connecticut Valley Special Delivery. Okay. Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. What, do we, what kind of beer is it? Does Cold. it say? Old? Cold. Oh, cold. Okay. I was like, old. It's the cold kind. I hope we, it's We've cold. drank old beer winter, on this before. Winter ale. Okay. So since is going to crack that open and pour a little bit for everybody. Gosh. In the meantime, we will, uh, let's, let's talk about what we got going on this week. We are into week 17 of the fantasy football season. Um, all the season long is done. So right now we're just talking about DFS. Um, there is still DFS going on. So we'll talk about that. And, uh, a lot of other stuff. We got playoff scenarios. It's gonna be kind of a wide open podcast today. So, but let's start with this beer. Um, it's dark. It's not. It's almost porter dark. I've had it. I don't mean with. The, I don't mean with the <laughs> you podcast. See, you see his look on his face when he said that. Yeah, he's watching us intently. Like so he's I've, waiting to see I've our reaction. Okay. I like it. You like it. I don't want to say anything. Description. Else. I want you guys to taste it. So you guys go ahead. No, Craig's going for it. Tell us what you think. It is winter ale type of beer. Huh. Wow. It's, it's malty. It's, definitely it's malty. very malty, but a very soft malty. It's not like slap you in the face malty. Not spicy at all. No. no smooth. Not. Very smooth. Malty and smooth. I'm getting cinnamon and maybe some nutmeg i'm definitely getting winter spice out of it okay so there's no description on the can and okay. I, I didn't think to take a picture or anything when i bought it i'm working on it. you keep talking i taste gingerbread to me it's Ooh. like you're you're drinking gingerbread that might be a little I'm bit getting. of cinnamon maybe definitely cinnamon i'm, I'm cinnamon searching it, it on tap so bear with me but yeah it's very <laughs> there will there will be no cinnamon or gingerbread no no um yeah, even from the look of it, it kind of does look like gingerbread. Damn it, like it's, seven it's dark people brown, make a very, special delivery. For a dark, for an, like an ale this dark, it's uh, very smooth. Uh, it's, yes. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to read their official um, details off of Untapped. This special delivery arrives just in time to warm you up before the cold New England winter. Like biting the head off of a gingerbread man. <laughs> this 8% winter ale is. opens with warming notes of ginger and cinnamon with a pleasant malty backbone and hints of vanilla. I definitely get the gingerbread now that you say it. It didn't. It, I'm not a gingerbread person, so it didn't occur to me. But yeah, wow, good. I need to confess, I this I have good. I have bit the head off of a gingerbread man before. I, I think most people have. He had it coming. He did. He probably did. Jerk. He was a ginger jerk. Probably. There I said it. All right. Well, while we <laughs> sip on this guy, because like I said, we have like three or four beers to try today, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> Let's get to the burning hot take questions. Since you are our guest. And seeing as we're we're routinely stealing each other's questions, you get the first question today. What is burning and hot on your mind today? And we hit a roadblock. My my burning hot take question is, why do I have to have the first question? Uh, You want to feel this one? Because you're the guest. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're the one with the expensive microphone. Okay. All right. That's true. He's got the most. Here we go. Here's my question. Okay. Week 17. Yeah. I think it's the hardest week to prognosticate. Week 1 and week 17. Who knows what's going to happen? That's a great point. We're going to get into that later, too. So, yeah. Do you have one player in your mind? There's no way this guy will let you down. He's definitely going to have a big week. Yes. Okay, Craig, your question. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. You, you want to know who it is? Is that the. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, okay. I, but I'll, I'll tell you because I know that's where you're going. Antonio Brown. Pittsburgh has so much to play for this week. They have got to go out there and win. He has been on fire all year. There's no question he's playing the entire game. Like, so many studs may sit. The Bengals? Is that who Yeah, they they're playing the Bengals. The Bengals have they nothing are. to play for. That's Absolutely right. so they could nothing. be the spoiler. The, the spoiler. <laughs> all right, well, let me just quickly counter. Yeah. He's not even the best receiver on his team. He's not, but he's the guy I'm, I'm before, confident is going to score 25 to 30 points. Before the season started. I think it was unanimous he was the best receiver in the league. 
Right. And now, how about now? Now there's some serious Juju on his own team. Well, Ooh. Juju and Juju's another one and because Juju cost him the game last week. That fumble cost hey, him the game. You know what? And that would be even more reason why I would see him having a big week this week. Right. Exactly where I was going with that. All right. Let's talk about Antonio Brown really quick. I'm just going to pull up his DraftKings. Last. Oh, God. I'm getting old. I got to grab my glasses here. All right. And last. Place them upon your gray hair. Yeah. Let's just go backwards. <laughs> so starting with week 17, 47 and a half, 14.9. 8.5. There's the stinker. 34.4, 15 15.7, 25.7, 21.6, 15.2, 25.4. He's been under 10 points once since their bye week in week seven. He's been under 15 points twice since the bye week in week seven. And he's been over 25 points one, two, three times. I think he's going to go out there and do I'm, well. See, I'm not saying he's bad. No, no, you just I'm don't think just he's the saying- key. If you look up Juju, I believe he he would have higher consistent numbers. Let's look. All right, that this is this is this is this is good radio right here. Craig, who's your guy? You got one guy that you would bet the house on this week? This week, huh? That's rough because see, my fantasy life this year revolved around the Saints. Okay, Craig, do you have one guy you'd bet your life on from last week? From last week. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, still, I would not. Still no. <laughs> yeah, I would not no. be touching the Saints this week. And we're going to talk about that. Okay. Juju going backwards, 24 and a half, 8, 36, 10.9, 40.9, 21.4, 19.3, 14.8, 7.3, under 10 twice, over 21, 2, 3, 4 times. Lower basement, higher ceiling. That's exactly it. And you're right. I don't think you're wrong about the fact that he's got a lot to play for. He's got um, he's got something to prove. I mean, you saw his body language on the... Uh, bench at the end of that game it was miserable miserable so all right that's a great question craig you better come up with something good our guest just uh, put us on the spot that was a good question wasn't it yeah i i did win the championship yeah he's good <laughs> he's good uh what do you got for us this week craig so this is from a conversation i've had individually with both of you mm-hmm. so just to get it on the record so there are a lot of there's gonna be a lot of coaching changes next year right there's gonna be teams teams that need new new coaches yeah. There's probably five teams that are going to see new coaches. At least, in At my least. opinion, yeah. Um, so in your opinion, who do you think those teams are? I think some of it depends on this week. I do. I think some of it depends on this week. You you asking me where I think um, coaching changes are definitive? Yeah. So like, I think there's definitely going to be a coaching change in Tampa Bay. All right. This is my list in no particular order because I'm just looking at the, the team. I think... Now, I think are, you just, are you looking at standings right now? No, I'm looking at the schedule. Okay. The Dolphins are going to have a coaching change. The Jets are going to have a coaching change. See, I disagree with your first one. I don't think the Dolphins will. Uh, Go maybe. Ahead. All right, so Dolphins, Jets, Jags, definite in my opinion. Falcons, definite in my opinion. Bucks, definite in my opinion. I'm already up to five. I'm already up to five, and I haven't even gotten halfway through the schedule. Lions, Packers are fine. Panthers are fine. Saints are fine. Cowboys are fine. Giants are fine. Raiders are fine. Chiefs are fine. Niners and Rams, I think, are okay. Bengals, I, every year I tell you this should be the last year, and every year he it comes back. Is. So I'm, I no. Browns and Ravens are fine. Chargers, Bron- Broncos, there's six. Uh, Bears, Vikings are fine. Eagles are fine. Redskins, I'm on the fence there. So I'm going to say six. I'm going to say those six. How about you? Looking at the teams in the AFC only, I think the Jets are the only one that you could say there's no doubt. Jets are getting a new coach. Oh, yeah, I agree with right. that. Denver is a maybe. That That's all I got in the AFC. How about the fancy NFC? Um, looking over the teams, well, Green Bay, they already have one. So do we count Does them or count? do we not count? Green Bay's going to – no, Joe Philbin's not going to stay, so I think you got to count them. Okay, I think Carolina is going to clean house. I think somebody new there. Really? Ron Rivera out? It, remember, hedge fund, new owner at the beginning of the season. Mm, that's a good point. He has nobody of his own. He he might want to bring in his, his own people, his own staff. Charlie Weiss dropped this week very <clears throat> casually that he would like to come back to coaching. As a coordinator. That's very I, I would like to coach as well. He's on, he's on Tuesdays with the guru. It is virtually unlistenable. <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to fantasy. None. Okay, just so I could quickly finish. Right. So I had the Jets. I think Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. So I'm up to four. From what I've heard from my sources, mm-hmm. the Cardinals are going to have a new coach, even though Wilkes has only been there one year. Wow. So that's five, and that's it. 
I got that's five. That's five. All right, that's Ten. great. That's because it leads into my burning hot take question for well, you hold guys. Hold on, wait one second. Yeah. yeah. Craig. Yeah. How many did you say you think? Uh, I think I came up with five. So it's definitely the Jets. And Britt had 14? I had six. Okay. Six. I had definitely, six. But definitely the Jets and definitely the Tampa Bay. I think those are, are definitely. Definite. They're going to need. I think those are locked in stone. I think I think Vance, what's his name, is done in Denver because Elway is protecting his own skin at this point. Elway uh, well, is done. Denver is never going to fire Elway. But the, but he's got to make it look like he's being proactive. Last year it was you you've screwed up the quarterback stuff so bad, so he paid a boatload of money for Case Keenum. Case Keenum coming in, he didn't save the ship, so he sends away Demarius Thomas because Demarius Thomas is apparently the problem. So he sends away Demarius Thomas. The ship doesn't get righted. His defense sits there and goes. We give up 200 yards a game, and you guys can't score 14 points. He has, and he's supposedly a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, he's not supposedly; he's in the Hall of Fame. But he's got to do something to control cover his butt. He's already changed offense at the quarterback position. He's already traded away his best receiver and promoted Emmanuel Sanders. He's drafted Cortland Sutton. What left is there for him to change? Uh, he he's could, got to go after the coaches. He could, um, you know, trade for Tom Brady, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco <laughs> is going to be available. Brady. I mean, he, their, their backfield is insane. <laughs> Who's the starter there anymore? Philip Lindsay's hurt now. Philip Lindsay wasn't even drafted to be Freeman. the starter. Freeman, the guy I drafted. Right. Yeah, I drafted and then him dropped. too. <laughs> Who every, all year long, we were supposed to, we thought was going to be the starter. I Devontae Booker made the freaking metric this week. There you go. There's, there's your spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> Devontae Booker is in the metric. And I looked at it and I went, no, no. I don't care that Philip Lindsay's out. No, no. Oh, Cinch's glass is empty. All right, it's time for beer two. Let's do beer two before we move on. Oh, wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Before okay, we do, your, before your question. My, my question for the two of you, and then we'll move on to beer two. So it goes along the same vein of coaches that may be changed. Simple yes or no. Explain if you wish, but you don't have to. Is Mike Tomlin coaching for his job this Sunday? No, but he should be. Okay. Do, do you want to go further than that? Or do you want you can leave that hang if you want. Mike Tomlin is not great. Agreed. Pittsburgh doesn't fire their coaches. That's that's where I'm that's, at too. That's all you got to say. That's where and I'm at if too. He, if he were fired, he would have a new job in five minutes, and after two or three seasons, that team and their fans would say Mike Tomlin's not that good. Yep, I agree, Craig. Yeah, I mean he does look like Mario Epps, but um, <clears throat> I is that a reason to fire him or to keep him? I'm not sure where you're going with somewhere that. Somewhere in the somewhere in between. But since I'm a Bengals fan, like. I, you know, I can't really say a lot of good things about the Steelers, but yeah, there's been we're so not going to hold you to say any good. There's, things about there's them. been so much drama within the Steelers this year that I think if they don't win all of it, he'll probably he'll be like he's not going to get fired, but he'll be like asked to remember like, when Cower was there. Cower had two or three seasons in a row that they didn't make the playoffs yep. and they won like six games each year and he was still there and he lasted yeah. and then they won it. So, yep. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll be to, like, hey, here's all your stuff and the door's over there. But you're not fired. To but. counter off of that, <laughs> yeah. who do you think's a better coach, Tomlin or Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy. I have no respect for Mike Tomlin. None. Absolutely none. He sits there and plays the authoritarian, but he lets his players walk all over him. He sits there and says, oh, we're, we're, uh, we're a quality organization and people are going to be held accountable. But then what happened in 2017 with the Chiefs, where guys were spotting the ball on punt kickoffs. And he was high-fiving people after penalties. No. They're not a quality organization. He's not a quality coach. Remember, he's never missed a tackle that he's attempted to make. Yeah. Oh, that's That's true. Yes. Let's not even talk about, was it 2015? He stepped out into the field and tackled a returner. I, I just happened to or wander he, out onto the field looking the wrong tri- way. I thought he tripped him. He tripped him. him. That's a tackle. (laughs) That's a tackle. But, But you know what? Just to make it like if that's your team and that would have been a touchdown, aren't you happy he made the tackle? 15-yard penalty? Yeah, sure. Okay. But Maybe. His, he, that, would that get him ejected now? Yeah, it should have gotten him ejected then. Stuff happens in Pittsburgh that doesn't happen anywhere else, period. That's the best way to say it. That's it. And then to move on to That's the next it. subject. Yeah, we talk, we talk about this all the time about how officiating in Foxborough is different, right? Everybody complains about that. You can't get within three feet of Tom Brady without getting a roughing the passer call in Foxborough. There is nothing like getting a, the those views expressed by Brit right now are not necessarily of those <laughs> of everyone in the room, but the, but are the official views of the podcast because I own the brand. But that's beside the point. <laughs> but I mean that's that's my thing. That's what happens. You see this all the time, and you know why you see it all the time because the road to the Super Bowl has run through Foxborough so much in the last ten years that there's been a lot more home playoff games, so it sticks out. But the bottom line is you. I would love to see the splits on penalties against teams when they're in Pittsburgh versus away from Pittsburgh. 
because it is it is not even close. Pittsburgh gets away with murder at home. Period. By the way, if you haven't figured it out now, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Just quickly while we're talking about Please, penalties. I'm going to open yeah. this beer. Talk to me. The NFL this year, the refing has oh been my God. so bad. My text. So bad. Oh, yeah. You should have seen the Sunday text. Night? Oh, yeah. You were in that, weren't I you? Oh, you were yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't repeat the words on air but, that I said. But you know what? You said what every single team's fans have felt throughout the course of the year at some point in time. Yeah. The, the refereeing, if they're not throwing a lousy, stupid, pointless flag for something that didn't happen, they're not doing it for something that was obvious that did happen. Right. That's exactly it. I mean, the, the game on Sunday was so bad. The the Dam- Damian Williams non-call. So they threw a flag on Damian Williams uh, for roughing against him. He got roughed. And then they said he was in the field of play. They looked at the replay. He'd stepped out three steps earlier and was slowing down because the whistle had blown. The side judge blew the whistle. He slowed down and got creamed. And here comes the ref. No flag because he was still in bounds. Then why is the whistle blowing? Okay, so I'm not sure which side are you on that. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, so Britt has poured beer number two. And tell us what this is. Brett. Okay, so my wife and I stopped. We were away this weekend. And on the way back, we found out we were only 20 minutes from Fox Farm Brewery in Salem, Connecticut. This is Zyto. It's a Kavass. I actually asked them for the pronunciation of that because it's spelled K-V-A-S-S. Yes, it's got ass in the title. Kavass-inspired farmhouse ale. It's a collaboration they had with Farm to Hearth. Um, and it's a traditional Eastern Europe. Ready for this? Now, here's the fun thing about it. It utilizes leftover rye bread as its base. That's the kvass tale. Whoa, Craig just reacted like he could see Yum. the future. All right, since is trying. Craig, what do you think? I, I need another sip. Hold on. You might have the rest of this bottle. I'll, I'll say this. It's very smooth. It's very easy to drink it. How long will it stay in Craig's fridge is the question. Oh, I don't hate this. Then it hits you, right? You get the little kick of sour. Oh, God, it's there it is. <laughs> There it is. I was oh waiting God, for it. Oh, God, it's like a 15-second delay. There it is. Oh, I still like it, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. How, how I would describe this. This, <laughs> this is a good summer drink. You know, you're outside, and it's hot, and you could just kind of drink this really quick, yeah, really sours, easily. Sours oh, yes, are, easy. are more palpable. Yeah. In the summer when it's Palatable. hot out. I, I would go. drink this quickly to get rid of it so I could get something better. Which is fine because we have two more beers to try, so we're okay. We were way ahead of schedule on our beers, by the way. We're only 20 minutes in and we're on our second beer, so savor this one, boys. All right, on to the next topic. You know what? Let's play America's Favorite Game first because it plays into both the DFS and the playoff scenarios. So, I have in front of me, and Craig, because we're in a three-man booth, you have to try to not look at my screen. Why is this keep opening? I don't have my usual computer today. It's a zipper. Just pull it back up. (laughs) Okay. So, 16 games on the slate. By the way, a quick side rant while I'm getting set up here. Again, DraftKings only did a 15-game slate. They ignored the Tennessee Indy game. If you want to play the main slate this week, you can't use Derrick Henry. You can't use Eric Ebron. What the hell? That's the Sunday night game. Yes. The game that everyone is watching. Yes. You can play use players on every every game but that one in, in the main slate. I don't get it. The one game that is win and you're in, one is in, one is out. Unless they tie, which we'll get to later. Oh, uh, yeah. It won't be allowed to happen. Yeah, I referees will take care of that. Oh, God. Remember when we said everything was going to be better once the referees went full-time? Well, this is the first year for that, so See, I'm tired of making excuses for the officiating. Yeah, I'm I know. Tired it's been horrible. It. It's been horrible. It's bad. It's bad. It's not good. Before you know it, we'll be complaining about baseball umpiring, so... Yeah, yeah, we have a whole offseason for stuff like that. Cinch is working on a thesis, by the way, about why the Green Bay Packers are overrated, which he will gladly present during the offseason. So, all right, I have in front of me the over-unders and the um, implicit totals for Week 17. So we're going to play a little differently this week. Instead of uh, three strikes, we're going to go back and forth if we're going to use hot potato style. If you remember hot potato from the 80s, which I do, uh, if you get it right, you get to keep going. If you get it wrong, the other person gets to go, and the person who gets the last one is the winner. All right. All right, so the lines are standard this week. I'm looking for two games over 40 points in the over-under. Cinch is looking for a list of games. I have no idea who's playing. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I print out lists, but I'm, I'm off work this week, so I didn't have access to a printer. Normally, I do the lineup at home, and I just send it to work, and I just print it out real quick. I did not. So Cinch is going to look up a, uh, a list All of right, games. All right, I'm good. All right, so Cinch, give me a game 
that has an over-under of 40 or more points. Okay, I will. I will do that. Okay. 40 or more. 40 or more in the over-under. My first guess would be the Raiders Chiefs. Raiders Chiefs is correct. The line on that game, hold on. I, I, we're in, I have a weird setup because of my computer. It's over 40. I don't know. It's high. I might be high too. Oh, there it is. 53 and a half with an implied total of 33 to 20 Chiefs. Can you see that final being 33 to 20? Sure, why not? Yes. I can see the Chiefs getting to 33 points. The Chiefs' defense, it's so up and down. The Raiders played inspired this past week. And they played really well against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. They almost beat them. Holy crap. All right. The Gruden effect has taken hold. All right, you get one more. Cinch, you can close out the first category. Give me the other game over 50. The Bengals-Steelers. Incorrect. The Bengals-Steelers game. What do I know? I just took it off the internets. Where is the Cincinnati? uh, Oh, there it is. That is a 45 and a half. The implied total would be 30 to 16 Steelers. Do you see that total? Yeah, I can see. Can you see it? I I can can definitely see see that. Can you see the Bengals scoring 16 points? Yes. With who? The way the Steelers play? Yeah. Anything's possible. All right. All right, so Cinch sweeps the first. uh, No, he doesn't. He loses the the second one. So, Craig, you have a chance to steal this round. What's the other 50-plus game on the schedule? Uh, Rams 49ers. No. You'd be shocked to know. That the Rams and 49ers are somewhere on this sheet. Again, I don't have my normal thing. Where are you? Oh, there it is. 49ers at Rams, 49 and a half. Oh, close. So close. Implied total, 30 to 20 Rams. Last week, San Francisco couldn't move the ball at all against Chicago. And I understand Chicago's a really solid defense. Can we get 20 points out of the Niners this week? I don't think we can. Maybe. It's all going to be George Kittle and no one else. I ran a Niners stack last week in DFS, and it's part of the reason I only broke even was because I relied too much on the Niners. I I don't know. They have the best third-string quarterback in the league, though. Yeah. I mean, I could see that game being 40-10, to 10, but no. 30-20? No. That's just me. All right, Cinch, back to you. There's still one on the board, a 50-plus. Taking a shot in the dark. Chargers-Broncos. No. Chargers-Broncos is 41 and a half which makes an implied total of 25 to 17. I think Denver can muster more than 17 points. I think that total is way off. I think that should be over 50, but it's not. Thank you, Abe. You're very welcome. (laughs) Craig, you get another opportunity. Let's see here. These games are awful. Uh, You know what? I don't think it's going to be this game, but let's go for it. Panthers-Saints. That's incorrect. Panthers-Saints. That's right that it's wrong. It was my next guess. That is a 44 and a half, an implied total of 27 to 17. I understand Cam Newton's out, but I got to think that the Panthers can muster more than 17 points. Well, Kirsten McCaffrey's in there, right? Especially when they played them two weeks ago. And Well, you know. when there's 10 guys in the box because it's all up to McCaffrey. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. So, and, and Brit, the Saints, what would your guess be? And the Saints, well, seeing as I know the answer, that's not fair. 27 points for the Saints? Saints have nothing uh, to play for. That's the big thing. The, the Saints the really number, have no reason yeah, to Yeah, they this locked game. up the number one seed. Yes, they, they have. have nothing Just for the play. record. Yeah. Uh, in fantasy football this year, yeah, when Alvin Kamara underperformed, I yeah. was two and five. Overperform, I was six and one. <laughs> okay, so it's back to Cinch. Cinch, you get another shot at this. There, it's Damn still it. out there. I'm staring at it. I don't believe there's any playoff indications on this game, so that's your hint. Okay, Lions Packers. No. Okay, Jets Patriots. <laughs> Jags Texans. Cowboys Giants. Let me know if I come near it. Falcons Bucks. That, that's not how the game is played. All right, Craig, one more try. Rockets Jazz. Craig gets, <laughs> Craig gets one more shot, and then I'll tell you. I'm uh, actually shocked that no one's gotten this. Um, wow, these games are... All right, Falcons-Buccaneers. Falcons-Buccaneers is correct. The Falcons-Bucks line... Because both their defenses are awful. Because both their defenses are awful, and no, everyone's playing for their jobs. That's a 51 and a half. The implied total is 27 to 25. So you would do a Falcons stack this week? No. 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 What if Andre Risen was Next still playing? Next question. <laughs> Andre Risen? A buck stack? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that either. Because I don't know who their quarterback's going to be from any given moment to any given moment. All year long, it's gone back and forth. I have no idea. So, no, I would. 27-25 is an interesting total. But I, and Barber is high in the metric. But Barber's been high in the metric a lot this year. He just hasn't performed. Who am I, who am I using? Am I using Mike Evans? I, I don't, don't like Mike Evans. Cameron Bright. Well you know what? That might be an option. I don't remember where he was in the met. I don't think he made the metric. Is he hurt? I'm not sure. Just emotionally that he has to play in Tampa Bay with yeah. that team. Which we all are. So, All right, so Craig wins round one. Round two, there are two games with totals under 40. 
Under 40. Craig, as the defending champion on this, you get to start. Under 40. Truly told terrible totals. Uh, let's go under 40. Let's go uh, Eagles Redskins. No, wrong. Dolphins oh. Bills. Uh, yes, that's correct. Dolphins Bills is correct as a 38 and a half. Eagles Redskins. Where are you? That's what you said, right? Where is it? Oh, there yes. it is. That's a 42, and the implied total there is 24 to 18 Eagles. I don't want to touch that game either way. I think the Eagles are going to destroy them. So I think that's low for the Eagles and high for the Redskins. Dolphins, the implied total is 22-18 with the Bills favored. Let me say that again. The Bills are favored this week, folks. And the Bills are going to win this week. And the Bills are going to win this week. I don't know that total about 22-18, but okay. All right, so you're right, Cinch. Give me the last one, and we can move on. Uh, okay, how about the Cowboys-Giants because the Cowboys are playing for nothing and the Giants are nothing? No, 41 and a half on that implied Close total is down. still 24-18 Cowboys. I think a lot of Giants are playing for their jobs. So I, that's why I think that number is a little bit more elevated. Oh, Cinch is giving Craig a suggestion. Craig, what do you got for me? Uh, he told me to steal second. Um, Cardinal-Seahawks. That's correct. The Cardinal-Seahawks is the other low game of the week. They are 38 and a half. The implied total is 2016, 2016, 26 to 12 Seattle. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, eh, I I'm kind of done with the Cardinals. Jeff Radcliffe of Pro Football Focus made a, a, a passionate defense of David Johnson, how he was not overdrafted at four because he's going to finish ninth. He's ninth amongst running backs in fantasy right now. I'm sorry. He had more weeks where he underperformed than overperformed. He had three or four weeks where he didn't make it to 20 points. And only like one or two where he made it over. Or no, sorry, three or four weeks where he was under 10 and only two weeks where he was over 20. So he was exceptionally 14 to 15 point average at running back. Oh, he is behind James White. James White was not the starter at the start of the season, right? We talked, since you're a Patriot fan, did you expect James White to outperform both Michelle and Burkhead? Yes. You did. Okay. Burkhead can't stay healthy. He's not good. And, uh,. Michelle rookie. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, the Patriots offense, it's not, they don't give anybody 25 carries and James white was so good early in the year because he was the only one left. Right. So he was getting eight targets every game and running it 15 times. Right. See, I, I, if you had asked me to put, put up together a depth chart fantasy wise, white would have been the third guy in that list. I would have thought that Michelle was going to break loose and lead the pack. Burkhead was going to be a close second and white was going to be a distant third just because of the utilization. But you're right. Burkhead got hurt. And here we are, but I, you, you still haven't named their starter from week one, though. Who was a week one starter? Former Bengal. Corey Dillon? No. Get out. No. <laughs> Get out of the podcast Clock right killing now. Corey Dillon. <laughs> Who was um, this? I don't even remember. That was so long ago. What? what I, I, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill. Oh, my go. God. And then he got right. he played, he broke I think, himself. the first quarter. That's right. And then tore up his knee, and that was it. Honestly, now that you now that you mention it, if you had asked me in week one, where Jan- he would have finished fourth behind Jeremy Hill. And I, and I still would have thought Jeremy Hill only played seven games, but he still would have been finishing ahead of James White in terms of fantasy production. But here's where we are. So James Ratcliffe made a, a passionate defense of him, and I, I responded on Twitter. I'm sure I'm getting hate on Twitter for this because I always get hate on Twitter whenever I talk about how much I think David Johnson's overrated. Let's take a look at the okay. Twitter. You know, he can jump out of a pool. In in his <laughs> own defense, though, Yeah, he's playing for the Cardinals. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. They fired the offensive coordinator halfway through the season. They've got a rookie quarterback. And they weren't, if you have David Johnson, you throw him passes out of the backfield mm-hmm. and you run him. They would run him straight up into the line of scrimmage eight times a game, ten times a game, and that was it. He was misused. I would take him on my team in a heartbeat. And there's a lot of people going out to his defense saying, well, he won me my championship. I traded for him when he was low value around week eight and he won me my championship. Great. I'm happy for you. He is not a top five running back. I said in the beginning of the year, I was hesitant to rank him any higher than fourth. I got total shit on for that. Okay. And now he's not. Okay. But when you ranked him. Yeah. Wherever you ranked him. Yeah. Before the season started. Yeah. Did you have Le'Veon Bell ahead of him? No, I had Bell at five, I think. No, I had Barkley at five. I might have had Bell. You probably did. I had Zeke at one. I think we had Bell at two if Bell came back. Okay, but... I had Kamara at three, and I had Johnson at four. I'm only saying, okay, so that means he was the third ranked because Bell never played. Right. So, all right, so three, all right, so third ranked, that even makes it even bigger. My That supports my point even more. It's an even bigger gap. And so, I would just like to say I drafted Barkley with my first pick. 
and he was a big reason why. Which we thought was a reach. You know, in the draft, when we were like, wow. And he drafted Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen. I, I went Barkley, Odell Beckham. Adam Thielen, and my 11th round pick was Mahomes. Yep. Mahomes, I had ranked 17th. I had him seven. I looked back at my rankings the other day because I had to look. 17th, I had him in my rankings this year because no one knew we were going to get out of him. Big time keeper. Big time keeper. He is, he needs 200 some odd yards to hit the 5,000 yard club. If he gets over 320, he's fifth all time and passes Drew Brees the year that they won the Super Bowl. In terms of total single yards, wow. single yards this season, have more yards than Elway had in '84. Wow. Yeah. Here's well, speaking of five thousand yards, here's a quick question. Yeah. Does Matt Stafford have a new team next year? Yeah, because he, believe it or not, Matt Stafford did have a five thousand yard season. Let me just, I'm gonna take a moment, sip your beer, let that sink in. Matt Stafford had a five thousand yard s- season, and he normally does too. Yeah. Like, and he he's always he's, in the forty five hundred yard range. He's in Detroit. Yeah, he's bad this year. I don't even know what his numbers are this year, but they're terrible. He's unusable. Quick question. Yes. MVP of the league. Me. <laughs> quick question, quick answer. I'm just saying, last time the league MVP won the Super Bowl was 15, oh 20 years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's got to be between Breeze, Mahomes, and I think Rivers is a really, really dark horse for it. I would say Mahomes if I had a vote. Here's Does it bother you as a Chief fan knowing that you can't win the Super Bowl now? Well, I, I've, I've, I was born and I will die with the understanding that the Chiefs can't win a Super Bowl. The Chiefs can't win a home playoff game. Andy Reid will get you real close, though. Yes, he'll get you to the Super Bowl on one occasion, but only once. Um, I've already come to terms with the fact that every time I hear the Chiefs are a favorite at this point, that it's the kiss of death. This Kansas City team, and I'm going to say something that's well, I think absolutely, they're a lock for this week. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the same thing. And this is going to be sacrilege to Chiefs fans everywhere. This reminds me of the Trent Green year where we started off 10-0. and We were 13-3. and We went 3-3 and down the stretch. What are we? 2-2 two and two in our last four games? Yeah. We, we started off gangbusters. We're 2-2 two and two in our last four games. This is the same sort of thing. And again, different coach. Everyone in that organization, literally everyone, even the owner is dead since that happened. Okay? But there's something about the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't hold up. This team is going to win 12 or 13 games. Wait a minute. What are they, they're, 11, they're going to win 11 or 12 games because they're already 11. There's only one week left. They can't get to 13. It's statistically impossible, right? What, what's the yes. Chiefs record? Are they I'll playing? look it up right now. Oh, Keep talking. I need another beer. Um, they're 13 and 6. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But I'm already of the understanding they're not going to make. They, they might make the AFC Championship by winning one home game. They might, depending on how the playoffs play out. But there's no way they're making the Super Bowl. I'm okay with that. Here's why Mahomes is my MVP over those other guys you mentioned. Mahomes is the only quarterback on that list without a top five running back behind him right now. Yes, but for most of the season, he had a top five running back. Even then, uh, Kareem the, Hunt uh, was like top 10. He was like seven or eight. He wasn't uh, much better than David know, Johnson. When, when they released him, he had 14 touchdowns, seven catches, seven rushes. I don't care where you rank him. He was a very good Pro Bowl He was caliber. good. I don't the, think we're going to make the Pro Bowl this year. The Chiefs and the Chargers are 11-4. Okay, so their best possible record is 12-4. and Okay, I apologize. I should know that as a Chiefs fan off the top of my head. I've been cramming my head with facts all, all day, so I don't. They're a 12-win team at best, and even if they win this week, they're going to go 3-2 and two down the stretch. That's not a Super Bowl winning team. It's not. It's not a team that's going to make the Super Bowl. It's not a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so who in the AFC is going? The Patriots have stunk. <sighs> Are That's, you are you really saying this Raven team with this rookie quarterback is going to win their defense two or get th- them well, there. three playoff games probably? Which is a great segue into our answering that question is a great segue into the next segment, which is the the playoff scenarios. Because the honest answer to that question is I don't know because I don't know who's hosting what yet. There are three different teams that could ho- could be the one seed in the AFC right now. The Chiefs could be it, the Chargers could be it, or the Pats. If the road goes through New England, New England is going to the Super Bowl. No, they're not. I'm going to say that right now. If the road to the Super Bowl goes through Foxborough, it is. And I say that I'm saying that, too, that if the Patriots are the two seed where they currently sit and the Chiefs falter like they always do in that second, that divisional weekend. And now the two seed is hosting the AFC championship. That means the road to the Super Bowl goes through Foxborough. If the road to the Super Bowl goes through Foxborough in any way, shape or form, the AFC championship is in Foxborough. The Patriots are representing the AFC. That's my stand. As a Patriot fan who hasn't missed a game 
even a preseason game in the past 25 years, maybe. Right. This team has the least amount of talent that they've had in the past 21 years, 22 wow. years. But they're still looking even at hosting Scott a bye. Well, that's where I'm taking you back to <laughs> when he was there. But, but you still have a chance at a bye and still have a chance at home field. I know. So how bad is the AFC that all that is there? I think the AFC is very top heavy. But I think that the AFC, I think here's the thing. I think. The fact that the two best records in the AFC have had to play each other twice helps the Patriots. Let's let's be honest about it for a second. The AFC East is a shit show. The Dolphins are not good. Buffalo is not good. The Jets, they're not good. They play in New Jersey. That's all I can say about the Jets. We could probably get 12 guys together and have a 500 record in the AFC East if we took out the Patriots. We probably could because it is really that bad. So, yes, this might be an average Patriots team in terms of, you know, air quotes average. But they still have a shot at winning a bye because they play in an absolutely terrible division. Kansas City or the Chargers in any other division would have locked it up two weeks ago. But they're in the same division. They both they're both having an amazing year, so they're they're carrying it out. Craig, but, tell them who's going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. There you go. All right, Craig, in what do you AFC. think? We need to open another beer. You do. Try, try to take out your hatred of the Patriots and Steelers and several <laughs> other teams. Uh, AFC, the, the Chargers. Oh. Oh no! That, that hurt Brett more than it hurt me. I don't care. Yeah, no, so no. they're playing the best. <laughs> no, no, no. I will not be here the week before the Super Bowl if the Chargers are representing the AFC. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I, I've, I'm open that night if you. <laughs> I, I won't be here. Since what? What is the second beer you brought tonight? Let's move on to that. Atomic Mass from Aspatuck. Yes, barley wine style. This is ale. one of Brett's favorite styles of beer. You gotta hand it to me because the bottle thing's attached to the cooler. Hold on a second. Here we go. I hate barley wine. Well, you haven't tried this one. <laughs> and neither have we. <laughs> so, barley wine or the Steelers? You, you, the studio is not Craig, well Craig, you're set in the up. middle. You take care of this. Yeah, Craig is going to pour the drinks. What Craig do I is hate the more? man in the middle. I would rather drink three bottles of barley wine than root for the Steelers. That's where I'll go with this. If you drank three bottles, you might root for the Steelers. Yeah, I might. <laughs> All right, so while Craig is pouring, let, let's, let's move on to our discussion. And we're going to have to make this really brief because we still haven't even gotten to the metric about... Um, about the, the playoff scenarios. Because this affects who you're going to use in terms of um, DFS this week. You're not going to use people who play for nothing. You're not. Go light on me because I hate barley wine. Here's my glass. Um, so let's talk about that. First off, the Saints have clinched the, the, the one seed. The New Orleans Saints have nothing to play for this week. So I would not be touching Saints, period. The Rams have won the division. I don't think they've sewn up the two seed, but they need to win or the Bears have to lose in order for it to happen. The Bears need to win and the Rams need to lose for the Bears to get a bye. So the Bears are absolutely playing hard this week. The Cowboys, I think, are locked into the four. Not since just nodding. So Cowboys have nothing to play for. And yet Jason Garrett came out today and said, why wouldn't I play my starters? Because you're not a good coach. That's why you're playing your starters because you are not a good coach. And Jerry will make him backtrack on that by Friday. I guarantee it. Seahawks are the sixth seed at worst, the five seed at best. So the Seahawks can move up a spot. So here's the issue. Who, if the Seahawks stay in the sixth spot, they've got to play either the Rams or the Bears on the road, right? If they move up to the five spot, they're playing the Cowboys. Something has happened. Everyone is laughing, but Brit. we don't need to drink this. We can just smell it. We can just smell it. Okay, I haven't raised one of those. So, so here's where I'll start this conversation. Okay, so you're the Seattle Seahawks. If you win, you're the five seed. If you lose, you're going to be the six. Okay. I'm, who's this? Go away. Um, would you rather be the six seed and either have to go to Chicago or the Rams, or would you rather be the five seed and be going to Dallas? Who would the six seed be if they were the five? Who's the uh, it depends on in? the scenarios. Hold on a second. I guess he. There's who else on the on the fringe outside looking in? The Vikings are on the outside looking in, and Philly. Vikings, Philly. Okay. One it, of them is going to make the playoffs. I'm, if I'm the Seahawks, the last thing I want to do is go to New Orleans. Now, I know that would be the second round game. Right. And the only way they don't go there would be if they were the five and the six seed won their first game. So you would say that would mean Philly or Minnesota. Would, let's presume they win. I would, I would go ahead and put the Philadelphia Foles in there as the six seed. Okay. So Philly Seattle is the five seed. Okay. So then Seattle would have to go to Dallas. And Philly would either have to go to Chicago or the Rams. Let's say Chicago, because that's the most likely. Right. The Rams aren't going to lose this week. I, I would rather be the five seed, so Seattle's got to play this week. Seattle's got to play. The reason you want to be the five, though, 
is I could definitely see if the Eagles made it in and they're on a roll and they're believing that they could do it, I could definitely see them winning in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So then that would mean they would have to go to New Orleans. You could put that off for a week and you would go and play the Rams. See, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference right now going to play the Rams in the divisional round or going to play New Orleans in the divisional round. I think you've got a really bad matchup either way. So I think it's more about can I get through wildcard weekend for me. So so the question is, Seattle wants to be the five. That's the answer we're coming up with. Seattle would rather go to Dallas. I think the the answer to any question we could come up with is that either AFC or NFC, any one of the six teams could make it to the Super Bowl. I think so. More so in the AFC than the NFC, because I think it's going to be tough for anyone to go to the Saints and win. But this year, more than ever, (laughs) Craig took a sip and rocked in his chair. All right, so so let's get wow. Craig's answer. We're going to talk about this barley wine. Um, I don't think I've ever actually had a barley wine beer. Okay, that that has nothing to do with Philadelphia, Minnesota, or mm. Seattle making the playoffs. Oh, sorry, it's the it was a really strong. Flavor. Have you tried this yet? I have. I'm halfway through my sample already. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It um it tastes like it smells. I didn't get a nose of it. All right, so let's so we're diverting to the beer. We are. Man, we have to. I think we have to. It's the day after the freaking holiday, folks. Bear with us. Besides, we're at the end of the season, and I don't I don't give away listener numbers. Listener numbers dwindle over the course of the season just because season long is what people most of our listeners talk to us about. So now that season long's over, it's twenty seven dogs and cinch that listen to us. That's it. <laughs> and Deb, hi Deb. And Deb, hi Deb. I love dogs. Deb is See? not feeling well, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. So feel better, oh, Deb. Yeah, Deb, Deb, get a dog. Deb, get a I, dog. Deb, get a cat. cat. Get a dog to get rid of the cat, and then you'll be much happier. There you go. All right, let me smell this. All right, go ahead. Yeah, its it's nose is much stronger than its bite, but its bite still bites in every sense of the word. I'm not – I am not a barley wine guy. I'm only drinking this because I'm two beers in. And by two beers in, I mean two samples. When I say two beers in, it really was like four to six ounces. So this is really like finishing – Yeah, it was like half a beer. I'm finishing like my first beer where I'm drinking this barley wine, but barley wine is just – Okay, so – Craig is drinking barley wine. Nobody cares. So that's the scenario there. So the Rams, Rams need to get a first round buy with a winner tie or a Chicago loss. Um, where is that game? Who's Rams playing who? are not losing to the Cardinals. Is that who they're playing? Okay. I don't I'm have the sure, schedule right but in front of me. They're not losing to them. I had it up on my screen. Now it's gone. Uh, and who the, who the, the bears playing this week? I don't know, but they're not losing to the Cardinals. I think either. that don't they have to play the Vikings? Isn't uh, bears, Vikes? 49ers Rams. Yep. They're bears, gonna win that. bears at the Vikings. That could be interesting. See, now it's a problem. But, the Vikings have to win locked, that. They're locked into the three, the bears, but they have a shot at the two. I don't think they do because I don't see the Rams losing. Are those games concurrent? The Bears game is at 425. What time do the Rams yeah, play? 425, yeah. Okay, so there is no advantage. To, in turn, and the NFL did do a good job with that. <sighs> wow. Eight 425 games. Yes, because of this whole playoff deal. They well, did this that, the whole this, thing. Isn't this better? Don't we want... I don't know, four or five one o'clock games and five or six four o'clock games weekly. Minnesota does have a back in if Philly loses. Philly has to win and Minnesota has to lose for Philly to get in there. So that Minnesota-Chicago game, if there's a player you like for DFS purposes, use them because they're both going to be playing hard. They both have something to gain by winning and they won't know when's Philly play. What time's the Philly game? I, I like Delvin Cook this week. See, I don't against the Bears' run defense. I but really see, want to use Delvin Cook. With, with the Bears, you want to run it right at them, though. You don't want to go around to the sides. Run it right at them. Take away their pass rush. That's how you beat I agree. the Bears. I agree. And I, I thought that they were going to do that. Okay, Eagles-Redskins is 425 as well. So all three games that matter in that little circle are concurrent. So there's no determining that. Let's talk really quickly about the AFC, and then we got to get to the metric because we're already almost to an hour. Um, AFC. Okay, Kansas City has seven roads to the one seed. Kansas City wins, they're the one seed. If Kansas City loses and LA wins, LA is going to be the one seed. Um, you the, mean San Diego. Yeah, formerly San Diego, now it's LA. So um, the, the Patriots can still be the one seed with a Kansas City win, a Kansas City loss, and a New England, and a LA... Take two. If the Chargers and, and Chiefs like lose and the Patriots, Patriots win. win, the Patriots are the one seed. This is like that scene from basketball. I'm sorry, basketball. 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 How, how about this? The Chargers could be the five seed. Uh, the Chiefs, I mean. The Chargers are the five seed. It could be a it could be an 11-win five seed. They would a, be a visiting team that, a team that dominated with a worse record. all year long. Yes. But again, this is like I said before. This is how they do. 
They drift off at the end of the year. So Wait, real quick. Who would they play then? The five plays the four. The four would probably be the Ravens. Well, here's the thing. The only divisional title that's been sewed up is the Patriots. Everybody else has divisional title shots. So it Let, could... Let's assume the Chargers get the one seed, the Patriots the two seed. Who are the other two? The Ravens it would and be who? It would be either the, the then the Chiefs would be a, uh, a wild card. The other divisions Division would be winners. Texans or Colts and Ravens or Steelers. I could see the Texans lose again. So you would be playing the Chiefs at the Texans. That's a good good playoff game. Uh, we, we own Houston at home. We've, no, I'm saying it's a good game. It's I, not even a game. <laughs> it's not. Okay, well, how about the sixth seed, who I think is going to be the Colts, going to the Ravens? That's a hell of a game. I want to see that game. That game is a 14-9 final. Guarantee it. <laughs> the over-under of that game is 25 points. So, all right, we got to move on from the the, the playoff stuff because we have not even talked about the metric. Now, here's a little secret about the metric this week, folks. I didn't send it to anybody. So, everyone here is playing blind with the metric. So, bear with me because the metric is on our cloud and I have to open it. So, you guys are going to hear about my picks live in real time. And you guys are going to have to tell me who you like and who you don't like. Ha ha! All right. And we still have one more beer to open. You guys are still drinking your barley wine. Well, we didn't have baby samples. We had big boy samples. That's true. I did go really light in the barley wine. All right. So, and since since is playing DFS this week for the first time, he's going to be doing a freebie pool with us. He's going to be in our free roll. Um, So thank you for joining us there, Cinch. Um, so here are the guys. Quarterbacks are a little different. So the idea, since just to bring you back back into the, the fold here, I take the salary, I divide it by a hundred, and I find I then take that number and divide it into the points scored to get a value indicator. So if somebody's five thousand dollars, I want them to get to fifteen points because five times three is fifteen. I want their salary to be at least a third of their points scored. That's where you find value. So it doesn't make a difference if somebody's two thousand dollars if you score six points because that frees up money for you other places. So we're all looking for value plays. I have... Craig, I think he's trying to tell me something, but I can't understand any of the words. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll get it as it goes along. It, well, am I slurring, or is, he, <laughs> is am I just talking too fast? I, no, no, you're good. Am I clear? It's all good. Clear? Hello? Tap them. I don't want to tap the mic, because Craig will freak out. <laughs> all right, so I have four quarterbacks on my list that I think are going to get to at least four times their salary and value. Get ready. Here we go. Derek Carr, Sam Darnold. Ha, I got it right. <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Blake Bortles because he's back in the game. That's the right. Cody Kessel experiment has expired. It was terrible. Blake Bortles is back in the game. So Blake Bortles is a 4X value, period. End of sentence. Okay. So. I think I've drank too much. He sounds funny. <laughs> if I told you you had to use one of those four guys this week, Carr, Darnold, Mayfield, or Bortles, who would you like? I like Darnold. I have him at, he's at 5,200. So again, just working out my formulas, that's 5.2. 5,200 divided by 100. I got him for 21.4 points, which puts him at 4.1 times his value. That's a solid number. You Can like you the Jets at the Patriots? Patriots? It's at the Pats. That's why I like it. Really? Okay. Expound. Tell us. Defense stinks. Craig? Back to you, Craig. <laughs> I love this episode. This is the uh, best episode they, we've done are, all year. They're playing in Foxborough or in yes. New York? It's in New England. All so right. let's 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 set these matchups just for so curiosity. So Oakland's at Kansas City. Oakland has nothing to play for, but Derek Carr is auditioning for his next job. Let's be honest with that. The Jets are at New England. They're playing for nothing, but they've been they've been getting better offensively, and I feel like they're practicing for next season. Baker Mayfield, Cleveland is at Baltimore. Baltimore is coming full force, and there's nothing Baker Mayfield likes better than competition. And Jacksonville is at Houston. Same thing. Jacksonville lost season, and Blake Bortles is probably playing for his job. Or a job somewhere else. No. You don't think so? Bortles isn't playing. He's playing because, well, someone's got to do it. You don't think he's going to be somewhere else? He will not be a starter anywhere next season. I don't know that that's true. Watch him wind up in New England. I don't know that's true. I think he's playing for a starting spot somewhere else. people's cars? He'll be doing the parking next to Bobby Brister. (laughs) So, okay, so you like Darnold. Craig, who do you like? Carr, Darnold, Mayfield, or Bortles? Who's Carr playing? Uh, Oakland is at Kansas City. I kind of like Carr. Kansas City's defense is really bad against the pass. They're not stupendous really at all. The pass. So I'm, I'm going to go with Darnold, and that's only because there's a stack brewing there, and you'll see why when we get to other stuff. But we are we are so short on time, we're moving on to running backs. All right, so running backs, I'm only doing 3x values, and I've got a laundry list. Here's the issue with the running backs. There are so many guys taking time off this week or anticipated to take time off 
that names like Rod Smith made the met metric. So here are the guys who I anticipate could make 3x value because everyone else's offer stinks. Rashad Penny, who did miss pat practice today in a game that matters. Seattle wants wow, to win that game. Chris Carson, huh? Because they may rest Carson somewhat. If Seattle decides they're not going to care or they get out to a big lead, they are going to rest starters. Devontae Booker, because Lindsey is out. Um, Peyton Barber, because he always makes the metric. Kenyon Drake, who I'm done with. Adrian Peterson made the metric because he's down to $4,500 on DraftKings. Low salary. Elijah Maguire, because every analyst on earth loves Elijah Maguire. And he had one good game last week, so naturally we have to use Elijah Maguire. Jeff Wilson Jr., same thing. Jalen Richard and Jordan Howard. Cinch. Well, let's start with Craig this time, because got to use one. Okay. Penny, Booker, Barber, Drake, Peterson, Maguire, Wilson, Richard, or Howard? Got to use one. Smith. <laughs> uh, I think I would go with Peterson this week. I, I kind of like AP, too. I mean, it's Philly at Washington. If Let Washington... me tell you why you're wrong. Okay, please. He's really old, and it's old. really late in the season. Too old. He's old man. He's and they've really, got nothing to really play for. He's really old, and I'm much older. <laughs> Washington's got nothing to play for. And I talk about guys playing for jobs. Adrian Peterson is not playing for a job. Philly has everything to play for. And Philly has everything to play for. So Philly could get, Philly jumps out to a 35 to 7 lead. They're not running the ball and they're not True. swinging the ball to AP. But you so, don't think there's there's something to be said about being a spoiler for people's There playoffs. is. Like but there's, you know that you're not making it and if you beat the guy across you, you know that they're not going to make it either. Your quarterback is dead. You have no I can't name more than one wide receiver on the entire team and Adrian Peterson is leading your backfield. What do you have to use to counter if you go down early? See, your idea isn't wrong. Right. It's just it's just, <laughs> just your player's too old. I'm going to take your idea, and I'm going to use it for my answer. Okay. I'll take Richard or Richard. Jalen Richard. With the Raiders. Jalen Richard. To knock off the Chiefs, or they're going to try to. I don't think they're going to. But They're going to try. Division, try. division rival. He's a young player on a young team now trying to build something. For the coach who's going to be there nine more years or $90 million more. Either way. So you're not worried about Doug Martin? You're not worried about the Doug Martin effect? Not at they, all. Once or twice a year, they suddenly decide, hey, Doug Martin's on our team. We should use him. Not, no? No. Does right. Doug Martin remember not how worried. to hold a football? What's that? Does Doug Martin remember how to hold a football? Probably not. Okay, good. Probably not. So... I see. Oh, Craig, Craig, you got to finish that barley one. We got another beer to get to. You know what, Britt? You could finish ours if you want. Jeez, I finished mine. <laughs> uh, so the one I'm looking at, I, I, I like Adrian Peterson. I, I want to use Elijah McGuire. I really, really do, but I can't. The run defense for New England is terrible. Yeah, I know. There you have it, folks. Jordan Just Howard's saying. really attractive at 4,000. Where's, uh, where's Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen did not make the value list. By the way, Dalvin Cook, who Cinch mentioned earlier, is just outside the value range because he's up to $6,300, so he's expensive. That's the reason why he didn't make the value. I've got him pegged even against the Bears defense for about 17 to 18 points. So Christian McCaffrey didn't make value. Christian McCaffrey's up to $9,100. It's going to cost you almost 20% of your salary to draft Christian McCaffrey this week. I would stay away from him because they have no quarterback. Everybody's going to key in. So here's... Here's another question. He's is it. This, is this a right. week you can rely on normally stud players? No. In most cases, no. I would not use any Cowboys. I wouldn't use any Saints. I don't care what anybody is saying. Cowboys, Saints, I would shy away from so Seahawks. So you would lean towards a, like a Steelers stud? Like Antonio, you would try yes. to put Antonio Brown into yes. the lineup? Antonio Brown is high on my list. He's not high on the metric, which is a great segue into the metric for the wide receivers. But yes, I would definitely use that. Okay, so because there's so many people sitting, get ready for some names you've never heard before. The top wide receiver in the metric is Keith Kirkwood. Who? I went to school with him. You probably did. He's the New Orleans, like, fifth stringer, but they totally plan on resting Thomas and Ginn. Oh, wait, wait. Let me interrupt. I got the guy to play. Here's the guy. Everybody got to play him. He's got to okay. be cheap. Taysen Hill. You know Breeze isn't going to play. The game means next. It means nothing. You know what? Taysen Hill, I, didn't, I have Breeze ranked, and that's the reason why Taysen Hill is not. Hold on. He's the guy. I think Taysen, but I agree with you. Taysen Hill might go out there and play. I have Drew Brees. I have Drew Brees still slated for 14 points. I have slated for playing a half. I don't. Is, I, I think he'll go out there, start, play a quarter, maybe, maybe one series. And if that's the case, then yes, Taysen Hill is a possibility. Now, but Hill's going to throw a couple interceptions, but right. he might run for 100 yards, pass for 180, 220. Right. But the reason I don't have Taysen Hill ranked is because I don't have him playing the full game, and that's that's exactly it. So, yeah. All right, so Keith Kirkwood is one. 
DeAndre Carter is two because I think that um they're gonna they're gonna rest people in Houston. Kendrick Bourne is fascinating to me. Who? Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> fascinating to me too. Who is he? Who is he? He's thirty eight hundred. God, now I gotta look him up. I he's in he played for, plays for the Rams or San Francisco. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm basing this off an expert suggestion. I heard his name today. I was like, ooh, and I started looking at the game. I was like, this could be good. Kendrick Bourne might be a, a, an outside play. And then ready for a name you actually know? Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar might be fantastic this week because the Washington pass defense is so bad. I have him at eleven and a half points, and he's only thirty eight hundred. He's the third option though. They're going Ertz and they're going to Jeffries first. But he only needs 12 points to make value. And if you can use a, I don't know, Devontae Adams or an Antonio Brown because you save money by using him, that's the way to go. So Nelson Aguilar is my pick on that list. Craig is looking furiously at his phone. I'm presuming he's looking up Kendrick Bourne to find out something about him. I was trying to. Okay, so real quick while you're looking, I would just like to say thank you to Todd Gurley. He decided to not play this week. After the one o'clock games had started and That's after true. my opponent who had him on his team was incapable of picking up anyone because all the games started, That's I think I true. would have won anyway because I won by a pretty good. What was the like, final score? I don't know. I think I won by like 35, 40. Oh, Kendrick That's, Bourne is the guy, so. is the kid from 49ers that had the big week against the Bears. He had four catches for 73, but he also had a, a fumble. He's the guy that Kyle Shanahan was talking about during um during the, pro- the press conference afterwards. I I. He did that Matt Damon movie, Born uh, Ultimatum. Yeah, oh yeah, that's him. That's him. So that's that's why I know that name, but I couldn't place it. Um, but yeah, so he's out there. But I, I I'd be using Nelson Aguilar. I, I I can if I use Aguilar, I can probably afford to squeeze Devonte Adams, who, despite the fact that Green Bay has been terrible this year, still gets like twenty points almost every week, and Antonio Brown, who has a ton to play for. And if I can squeeze those two into my lineup, I don't care that my third wide receiver only gets me eleven or twelve points. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Any opinion before I move on to the tight ends? Not really. Great. There's only <laughs> one value play at tight end, and his name is Chris Herndon. I have been on the Chris Herndon train for about he a month been. now. He attached it to the Joe Mixon train. I, it is a car on the Joe Mixon train. Herndon is my only value play because for some ungodly reason, DraftKings refuses to price him over $4,000. He's $3,400 this week against a defense that Cinch has already told you that you can pass on. And we've already seen they target him a ton. He only has to catch half his targets to make value. 3,400, he needs literally 10 points to be a value play. And again, if I use him and he gets me 10 points and I save a ton of money and go buy otherwhere, why wouldn't I? So I'm looking at a jet stack. I'm looking at, I'm going to stack Elijah McGuire, Chris Herndon, and Sam Darnold. And then I'm going to fill out my rest of my lineup with studs that have something to play for, like Antonio Brown. That's what I'm doing this week. I'm going to use Hunter Henry. He's on the metric. But that's okay. I mean, why why am I going to pay there 70 There are experts who are on my side. There are. Why am I going to pay $7200 for Ke- Travis Kelsey or $6700 for Zach Ertz when I'm going to get only 5 points less from a guy who's going to cost me half? That's a valid why? point. Okay. Greg, why? Why I mean, why this week you would yeah. It's, well it's said. Getting... <laughs> All right. Defenses. Let's close this up. <laughs> I, had some, I had something in my head and it just it didn't come out. Yeah, barley wine. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. I've got two teams, and this this one I want to hear from you guys on, really really honestly. Two teams in the value because they both are pathetically low-priced because they're bad defenses. My 3x value plays are the Giants and the Eagles. Dallas has no reason to win this game. They're going to New York. They have nothing to play for. The Eagles have everything to play for against a Washington team, which is literally on its second string at virtually every offensive position. Sometimes third string. Who do you feel more confident in? They're approximately the same price. Well, the Eagles are $2,700. The Giants are $2,100. So it's approximately the same price. If you had to use one, the Giants or the Eagles defense, who would you use? Cinch. Eagles. That's where I'd... Okay. Craig. Eagles because they have something to play for. They have something to play for. I mean, they're $2,700, but I could easily... If they force one or two turnovers, even if they get if they get a defensive touchdown, forget it. It's that's automatic value because it's six points. But if they well, not quite, but close enough. Um, I also kind of like the Niners against the Rams because it's a volume play. I like the Chiefs against Oakland because Oakland is really bad. Um, but I, I I would I would use I would use the Eagles. I would have to say would use the Eagles. Wait, you you like the Chiefs defense against the Raiders? Yes. Chiefs force a lot of Kansas turnovers. Kansas City Chiefs. Correct. They okay. give up a ton of yardage and a ton of points, but if they cause two turnovers in the in the process, it overbalances in favor with DraftKings scoring. 
DraftKings is very lenient on the points allowed and the yardage, but very stingy on the takeaways. So if they get three or four turnovers, they can give up 400 yards and still be plus 10. I mean, it's, it's just the way their system works. So there's Britt's advice. I am using the I'm using the Eagles at defense. I'm stacking the Jets at other positions, and I'm filling in with reliable studs. And that's my final thought. Week 17. Reliable studs, huh? Well, you, you have to be you have to get studs. You that should know, be the new name of the podcast. There you go. Reliable <laughs> studs. That's the off season. That's name. the off season. Or offshoot. Well, people you know are gonna play. I don't you can't use Zeke this week. You can't use Kamara. You can't. You cannot use them. They are not going to play enough. Even if they play a series or two, they are not going to play enough to get you the volume you need to get the points to win pools. You have got to use reliable studs and find those two or three guys who never get playing time, who are getting playing time now, like Kendrick Bourne. Bourne that and guy. go from there. Yeah, that guy. Craig, final <laughs> thought. Uh, final thought. I mean, just, you know, piggybacking off of what you just said, like, you're not going to be able to use the studs you used in week eight because those guys, for teams going to the playoffs, they are going to be probably out of the game, I would say, the latest by halftime, um, especially if their team's winning. So you're going to want to pay attention to backups or guys or teams that have something to play for. Uh, so that's what you really have to look at. Yeah. Cinch, final thought this week, going into the last week of the season. How many times in week 17 a guy you've never heard of has the game of the week? A lot of times. So... Taysom Hill, everybody's heard of him because he throws interceptions on like third and four. When you're watching the game saying, where the hell is Breeze? Breeze is going to miss, if not most of the whole game. Hill's the guy. I'm using Hill. Okay. And on that note, we will wish everybody a fantastic end to the season. Thank you for joining us this week. We will continue to uh, to podcast through the playoffs and into the offseason. Uh, so please join us next week. As long as experts continue putting out projections for me to look at so I can make guesstimates of my own, we will continue to do a metric, usually the first two weeks of the playoffs. So we should have uh, DFS projections for at least two more weeks. But uh, enjoy week 17. Next week, expect a full analysis of the playoff breakdowns. Uh, until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. I'm Cinch. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast.